0: Welcome
1: aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Backs. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Work's been incredibly stressful I'm uh, sorry. this week, so I'm trying to get to a... Uh, I said that last week, too. I, yeah, I guess it's just a r- rough summertime. Yeah. But it doesn't make me miss... It's the heat. Eh. I don't know. Um... I can stand it. I stay in the kitchen. <laughs> um, you uh, may stay in the kitchen. Although I didn't see the kitchen. Yeah, not a lot uh, of people did. Yeah, apparently not. Um, oh, I had something for this, and I can't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Was. Uh, I was going to say that I don't. For all as for as stressful at work as my summer has been, I don't miss summer vacations as a kid. I guess I miss the idea of not having to do that much, but I still, I was like on the swim team. My, mm. my parents are ones that made us read and do math during the, like to, during the summer to keep wow. up. Our, Cause pe- there are studies that show that students lose so much over the summer sure. of, of what they've, of what they've learned. So I had to, I had like workbooks and books that I had to read wow. that I had to do math every, every summer I was on the swim team. I was getting up at seven o'clock in the morning anyway. So I guess I don't think that highly I like to think
0: I retained the important stuff
1: uh-huh. <laughs> in the summer. Sure. Uh, so I don't really miss and i just like I wouldn't trade any like i as stressful as my job is, yeah, and like I'm getting old and you know I'm not old old, but i'm like in my I'm not a kid anymore, you know um you stopped I, being a spring I, chicken a couple couple years ago yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't go back I'm as happy as I've ever been in my life, wow, uh yeah,
0: um that's an interesting oh yeah no not not for me
1: uh'm as happy as've ever been, and yet I'm also constantly depressed and terrified about the future because of climate change, which I can't stop thinking about And only because of that. Mostly because of that. Also because of obviously the rise of, uh, white nationalism and fascism in our country and across the world. That's scary too. Um, I just don't like me. I mean, Uh, I don't like most things, but I, I I, uh, I think I'm pretty great. No, that's not true. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, this went down a weird road where I just like, because I've been stressed out at work lately. Mm. Plus, yeah, climate change is scary. Um, the recent violence in the news, mm-hmm. including that they were recording this uh, just now. Yeah, you, you guys probably haven't oh, noticed. No. Yeah, um, yeah, everything's terrible, and so I'm trying, try, trying to remind myself that uh, um, I'm good, but that doesn't mean that uh, I guess I should use my being safe. Sure. To help others, like I, you're coming from a pla- so from
0: a place of strength.
1: Uh, in in so far as like you don't have as much to worry about yeah. as some people. And so I, you know, I try to uh, uh, I, I try to donate money here and there. I've been thinking about donating my time a little more sure. often. I've done that in the past. Haven't done it recently even think about doing that more often um i have gotten this podcast listed as a charity <laughs> so
0: you're <laughs> donating your time right now david uh
1: anyway so you asked me how i am that's my rambling thing about how i am well, terrified glad- and yet aware of the fact that my life is pretty great well i you know what i'm glad that you
0: answered the question for real you know what yeah. i mean as opposed to just i'm doing fine like that's a real uh a real question uh yeah. well i didn't ask it for real i ask it because it's what i always ask but uh sure. but i always appreciate a real answer and it reminds me of uh years ago uh i was on i think it was i was on uh, hey watch this uh you were not there i was filling oh, okay. in for you so it was me and paul and we were watching it an ep- and we were talking about an episode of community in which uh the jeff winger characters Contemplating getting older and how he wishes he were young, and then is faced with the reality that, like, yes, of course, there are things that I, I, I think back on the past and it feels safe to me, and thus it feels like a like a better place or an easier place to live, but. Paul and I, just like the show itself came to the conclusion like no it 's pretty cool that I can right now get in my car and go where I want to go now, granted, I do have a wife, and so like just out of consideration, I would say uh hey i 'm going to head out, but i don 't have to do that, and I can go and uh, rent a car uh and wow. I can drink and I yeah. can uh, get a loan like uh Jen and I just bought a a, a new refrigerator because ours uh, was not getting things cold enough on and, the fritz uh it was on the, the fridge the fridge was on the fritz yeah. um and so we bought a new refrigerator and it was like it sounds weird but it's like oh we've never bought like a new an actual new appliance before and it's working so well <laughs> that i'm i'm thrilled because it's one of those things like i don't think i quite realized how shitty the old one was until this new one actually got my uh, water bottle
1: as cold as I like it. Um, And so it's just, what? That's that's interesting. I've never bought a new fridge fridge. I do own a wine fridge. My wife and I do have a wine fridge because... The regular fridge is too cold for wine, but sure. the temperature is too warm for wine. Oh, man. you got to replicate that cellar cool. Exactly. And, of course, it's a dual-temperature one. You've got the, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, the the whites on the top at the slightly lower. Uh, as it in, should be. You know, be. Around, around, around 11 degrees Celsius, Damn. and around the, the reds down at about 14, 15 degrees Celsius on the bottom half. I this, like, these are important things to learn as you get all the, the correct... And uh, your temperature <laughs> of wine.
0: Here's the thing: I wouldn't say it's important, except it's important to you. Like it's the kind of thing that I as li- I try to mark milestones in my adult life, which is what is the most boring? What's the most ex- thing that is exciting? Thing that is most exciting for me now that would also be simultaneously most boring for me when I was younger. New fridge is way up there. Yeah. The other one was, I was once emailing with our friend, uh, Josh Long a few years ago about what kind of electric razor he likes, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like an electric beard trimmer. And, uh, that moment, I was like, all right, make a mental note because I'm excited about this beard trimmer. And the younger me would be like, what on earth are you wasting your time with? But, so, uh, younger listeners, get ready. This is your future, and when you're in it, you'll actually be pretty excited about
1: it. And hopefully you'll have the privileges that Tyler and I have to enjoy, refrigerators of all kinds. Damn right. Um, uh, and another note on wine fridges, because uh, okay. I, I feel like... <laughs> I know it feels like an extravagance, a wine fridge, and it is, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to... I'm not even saying to say be a wine collector, but okay. if you're going to be a person who cares about good wine and buys better than grocery store wine. Like if sure. you go to wineries and buy wine, it is stupid not to have a wine fridge. If you're going to spend 30 bucks a bottle on wine, as opposed to like the 10 to 15 you buy mm-hmm. at, a, at a grocery store, why would you then go take it home and stick it in your hot like uh, yeah. cabinet or whatever, like a wine fridge, like to me, to me, if you, th- if you think a wine fridge is stupid, then don't get into wine. If you're going to get into wine, oh. then it's stupid not to get a wine you. And for a penny and for a pound, that's what I said. That's say. what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, I also of, want to tell yeah. you about tweakedaudio.com. Yeah. Tweakedaudio.com. Yeah, speaking of a penny, yeah, they're so cheap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're so inexpensive. They sound. They're, tweakedaudio.com makes professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Taylor, Tyler and I use them each and every day. Today I'm gonna go. It's been less than a week since we last recorded. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, still listening to that new Tool song. Okay. Um, which, <laughs> by the way, like it's it's
0: it's so long. It's been going. On this whole time. Well,
1: this is the thing. I don't know if you know the New, new Tools song is called Fear Inoculum. Okay. I set a record. It is the longest song ever to crack the Billboard Top 100. Wow. At 10 minutes and 21 seconds. Um, that. Uh, how long is American Pie? That's oh, a long it can't song. Be. It, I, I guess not
0: it's even not 10 t- minutes. Yeah, it's not 10 minutes. I'll oh, it's that not, not even it. eight minutes. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to look up how long. Of course. American I'm pie sorry. Is, uh, before we get. Um, to the end of this uh ad read so um they're available at a low low price at tweaked uh but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges Ooh, eight minutes and 37 seconds i was wrong. all right so it's just under nine minutes okay um so do me a favor go to battle sh- go no go to tweet audio.com
2: and use the offer code pretension
0: I'm sorry to have distracted you in the midst of the ad, um, but I will follow up uh, by saying that, uh, listeners, if you're interested, you can head on over to patreon.com slash battleship pretension to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, There is a new uh, episode, installment, whatever you want to call it, every week. Uh, and we have different tiers. We have the two dollar swabby tier, and for that you get uh, one audio episode per month, uh, just to kind of you know dip your toe in the water, see if you like it uh, and then if you do obviously you 're going to upgrade to the five dollar uh, petty officer tier, and for that, you get a new episode a new audio episode every week and then if you decide this is not enough, I need more, and not just for my ears though they are satisfied, though they may be using our uh, tweaked audio earbuds. Yeah. Um, I want to be an admiral. So for an admiral, that's $10 a month. And for that, you get the audio episodes and you also get video. If you want to see what David and I look like as we're talking and agreeing with each other um, yep. and, and, <laughs> and trying to avoid politics if we can. Um, and yeah. uh, we've steered kind of into it at, at some points, but uh, I feel like you kind of have to. Anyway, hey, everything's political. Everything is political.
1: Um, including the Patreon, yeah,
0: including and especially the <laughs> Patreon. Uh, no, but yeah, the and, and fun times this week for we're the, Admiral, about the uh, uh, Hang sorry, on, go ahead, go ahead. Admirals also get our older premium episodes as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so this week, what did we do?
1: We talked about the our, our personal uh, top fives of the year nineteen seventy four that that's was the, right. the the randomizer gave us. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit less overlap than I would have thought. Yeah, um, that's true. Because. Uh, our number ones were not even on each
0: other's lists. No, no, my Your number one was, like, my number four, I believe.
1: Like what was my number one? No, don't tell me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember my number one was. Right. Uh, but uh, the one that's the header image on the thing was not my number one? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. All right.
0: I, I, was... I, d- I try to avoid using the, the number one. Uh, uh, when we do lists, I try to avoid that because I don't want to be a spoiler.
1: Makes sense. All right. Um, so, yeah, do, do that. Yeah, go to the Patreon, buy tweaked earbuds, all that stuff. We are, uh, uh, I want to apologize to our guests for all the rambling. Yeah. When we record, we usually normally record on Thursdays. When we record it's throwing day, me it off it throws everything off. It really is so throwing me off. it's a weird energy in here, but weird energy is what we want for this guest and this topic. This is a topic, uh, uh, I'm going to introduce our guest first by his real name, which is Matt Patterson. <laughs> yes. From the Warner Archive but I'm first also going to introduce him by the name that he is referred to by me and my wife, and then I'll explain the story afterwards. It's Vacation Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think I've told you this before, Matt, but uh, I've known you for years, but I think uh, at this point, you've known my wife for years, too, but I think my wife first met you, it was uh, uh, Mariah Gates' going away party when she was moving Uh, to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That That was the first time, and and, she and you talked... for a long time, standing in, yeah. in Mariah's kitchen, talking about going on cruises. That's and right. You'd like to go on cruises. You had like to go on cruises alone, and so uh, it, it became a thing where I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I saw I saw Matt at WonderCon or Matt's coming on the podcast." You'd be like, "Who was that again?" And I'm like the guy from, my oh, vacation Matt. So now it's become like the shorthand <laughs> of, uh, vacation mat. You should embrace and, that. I
2: feel oh, like wear Hawaiian shirts I, I, and I feel, <laughs> um, other people have, uh, they're like, you seem to always be going on vacation. But <laughs> the, the thing that, um, strikes me is that, uh, I actually have a very first world problem, uh, that I'm dealing with actually, uh, this week is that I have almost six weeks of paid vacation lined up at work because I don't take enough vacation. Oh my gosh. Uh, And it will at the end of next month start to expire, which as uh, someone who uh, early on in their life for whatever reason, um, I go to great expense and lengths to be cheap. Uh, and so having like uh, a certain amount of time expire uh, although you know like not taking vacation that doesn't seem like you're losing money to me that's like a, an incredible tragedy yeah, and yeah so absolutely it, it's stressing me out and uh, when I first uh, talked to your wife uh, I was explaining that I had this very same conundrum uh, I had Uh, been hired uh, full time at at my current job in uh, corporate America and I had never worked for corporate America and I had never really had uh, much paid vacation time and uh, they had sent me a notice like you're you're gonna have expiring vacation now. My first thought as somebody who works in entertainment was yes. If I get fired, I'm gonna get a big payout. <laughs> uh, I'm like That's, I'm gonna have six weeks of like I this is I can go on vacation after I get fired. But then <laughs> I didn't get fired, so I was like, what am, what am I gonna do? And. Um, So I thought, you know what, Uh, because because it was um, it was winter. And I was like, well, and I just started uh, dating um, someone new and she didn't, you know, I was like, hey, I got to burn two weeks. Um, I don't want (laughs) to spend any money. That's not exactly (laughs) romantic or something you would say to somebody you were only dating a few months. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to go on a vacation. But I don't know if I really... It's winter I don't know if I I want to go to Europe I I don't know what I want to do I'm like You know what I'm going to do I'm I, uh, this job, I, can't, I haven't been able to take some time to write. I'm going to be a writer again. I'm going to, you know, take that time and I'm going to, well, if I do it at home, I'm just going to go to a coffee house every day, drink coffee and play video games. So, okay, no, I have to go somewhere where there's no internet and I'm motivated. Yes, I'm going to research and go to the mountains and join a <laughs> writing community, a Walden Pond. (laughs) And I looked it up So It's a real all or nothing situation Not only was it expensive But I would have to do chores And like wood cutting And I was like no No, no What was the most boring time in my life And I realized I had um, I had gone on a cruise With my parents (laughs) To Alaska Which, by the way, actually is a wonderful itinerary, one of the most popular cruise routes in the world for very good reason, because you can't really get to a lot of these places except for boat. Now, if you're on a giant boat with like a few thousand of your closest friends, uh, it's a little weird, but, you know, you get kind of dropped off and you can see things in nature like uh, the one thing I remember seeing was I I crossed a bridge and uh, there was a river and it was just like full of salmon and I had never like looked into a river before and saw sockeye salmon and i'm looking at it and i felt like a bear (laughs) i was like all i want to do is just like reach my hand in and just start biting them because it would be like sushi (laughs) so that was a wonderful (laughs) moment but on the way back from alaska we had what was called an at sea day and here i was in the lap of luxury with, you know, heated pool and like I could go to the health lounge. But it was like a full day of people relaxing. And that made me very nervous and uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm like trying to read or like I was like eating up on a schedule. And the Internet was um, uh, like almost a dollar. Uh, oh wait, It was it was 68 cents a minute to get on Whoa. the internet and I'm like I can't even get on the internet I got the shakes <laughs> uh, and I I didn't know what so I remembered that and I go okay what if I get on a cruise ship to like nowhere right and and so you know savvy I go online and I'm like oh yeah, wait a minute uh, and at the time I was working a little bit more in e-commerce and I'm like well, there's a way to game this. I'm gonna find. <laughs> I'm smarter than the average, like, uh, and what wound up being on the ship, 64 year old, uh, when it comes to the internet. So, uh, I, I I I found like the cruise line I had been on and was familiar with. I saw an ad in the print newspaper where I could buy like a $500 or a $250 coupon, and it doubled to $500, and I bought. And I, the maximum I could buy was two of those, right? So now I had $1,000 of cruise, uh, but I only spent $500. And I was like, okay, that's a good place to start. Where can I go? And there was one old boat, and it was leaving from the docks, like, right— where you got out of the train at Comic-Con in San Diego. Like, mm. literally, I, I took the train down, like, all aboard, here I go, I'm going across mm. the sea. <laughs> and I and I got on the, I literally walked out of the train, walked on the boat, and it went to Hawaii. Uh-huh. It took five days to get to Hawaii, and then you get to Hawaii, and it drops you off at, like, you know, four islands, and then you gotta come back. And I'm like, okay, so it's like, it's a two-week trip, and it's like nine days at sea, and the internet is like 60 cents a minute i can get it if i'm but but i'm just gonna bring my laptop and i'm gonna write a script so uh what happened was um you know i worked for like like this is what i guess uh and as i of course did research on this if If you're a um well, at least like me, like I'm not Stephen King, I can't like pound out like forty thousand words a day. I'm good for like five, six hours of writing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> okay, so then you've got eight hours of sleeping, right and then and then you then you and you have him on the boat <laughs> and I'm like, what am i what am I gonna do? and so I, there was like one night, and I'm like on the deck of the boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I was like my second night out. And I felt like it was like, you know, those like science fiction movies where you're on the space arc and everybody down below is in suspended animation. And you're like the only living person there for like a billion miles. And I'm like, it's so dark out there because there were no stars sure. and the sea was black. All there was was like, just like the little <laughs> lights of the ship. If I slid off the boat into the warmth of the gentle sea, I would sink to the bottom and never be heard from again. And I'm, like, kind of staring out. I'm like, that is dark. (laughs) So then I found the $15 uh, martini flight where you got six (laughs) fruity martinis. Now you're speaking my language. Because
1: I also love an at-sea day. Yeah. On a cruise. Yeah. Because all I want to do on a cruise ship is sit at the bar anyway. Yeah. So to me, the idea, if there were a cruise that just like left from like Long Beach went until there was no land in sight yeah. dropped anchor for a long weekend. Yeah. I would love that.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much what this was. <laughs> and it was a smaller boat. That the average age of the person, people there were 64, but I found the other people who somehow thought they were going to have a good time on this boat. <laughs> and like we would all huddle together in a corner, and, and I mostly met them at karaoke, which, oh. by the way, karaoke is a great way to meet people on a crew, because it's like, I mean, it's a prison ship, uh-huh. right? You're all <laughs> trapped there. Uh, and what do you have in common? You're trapped. You, there's nowhere to go um, except inside your head. So uh, the, the, the other thing I did that when I would start to get bored with my own project is I started to do research on cruises because I was like because the whole cruise wound up and I got my own room and inside cabin no windows nice and dark which I wasn't going to write in because that was too creepy and like altered state and I was afraid <laughs> that I was going to um, become something else which I guess I was and uh, so I'm like why is this so inexpensive and I found out that the answer, quite simply, was slave labor. Now, I mean, not exactly slave labor, but definitely less than US minimum wage labor. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many people on the ship, and you're not subject to the laws of the land, you're subject to this very loosey goosey thing called maritime law. Mm-hmm. So on the way back from, you know, we went to Hawaii, which is the U.S. On the way back, we stopped in Ensenada for two hours, right? It's like, oh, why are you stopping like one hour south of San Diego? Yeah. That's so that they you could be technically in international waters and not pay people minimum wage. So wow. I started to like interview like, like a lot of <laughs> the people there. I found out a lot of like weird stuff. Um, the most interesting one, which I had never read about this and all my subsequent research so i feel like i'm a sociologist sociological god for finding <laughs> this out but there is the concept of boat wife uh because these people okay. sign up for six month or one year contracts you work six if you're lucky seven days a week you're it's like it's like everybody's working on a movie except it's not a movie it's serving um customers yeah uh and uh, he, he and his brother would split off on vacations and tend the family farm in Central America and when he'd go out he had a boat wife right but, but like then he would miss his wife and when he'd go home then he'd be like oh I really miss my boat wife <laughs> and then he'd sign up <laughs> did
1: like, you ever see that um, the Vernon Herzog documentary about Antarctica Oh, it, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This, uh, they call it like a snow spouse or an ice
2: spouse or yeah. something. It's, as it's as the, as same, the same thing. People it's exactly have these, like, the same Short-term thing term relationships. Yeah. yeah, these short-term relationships. And you can read about this because it's like going to college like for everybody on it because they are also prisoners on the same uh-huh. ship, right? Except they sleep in bunk beds and make less than minimum wage. Uh, so it's a really interesting and intense environment. And, of course... Uh, because the way that I um, relate to the world and you guys uh, as well is that I started to uh, research movies about cruise ships.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's what we're talking
2: about today. Let's yeah. get into it, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was a very
1: long introduction, but <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, I get although I would to go way back something else that stuck out to me that you said about the, uh, the 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 Walden like writing retreat and having to do work yes I remember when I first heard my wife told my wife told me about the idea of a silent retreat where you go right. and you can't talk and no one can talk to you and I was like that sounds fucking great and she's like no you have to do like yoga and it's like no no, I just want to go somewhere where no one can talk to me for two weeks
2: okay that would be ideal so it's interesting you said and and now I'm going way off but I went to uh, Philadelphia and I hadn't been there in a while and you know you go see all the stuff in America and I'm like and I was talking to uh, the woman at the desk of this like bed and breakfast that that I was in and I was like is there anything interesting she's like have you ever been to the penitentiary museum and I'm like Mm. the what and uh there's this wonderful museum which is the first penitentiary in the united states uh and it was made by the quakers so the um and the idea in the 19th century was for you to be penitent Mm -hmm. and for you to uh think about your crimes and they designed this panopticon like this like this like crazy ass prison system where you were under maximum surveillance but you were not allowed to speak or talk or even see anybody right it was what we would now call solitary confinement which is torture Charles Darwin himself not Charles Darwin sorry Um, the guy who wrote great Charles Dickens thank you Charles Dickens came to that prison and talked about the horrors of it because it was driving people crazy so just think of maybe two weeks you would last but I don't you know it, it, it 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 really was used as punishment. Yeah, but no, I'm still saying I can there still. There are still people
1: around. Can be around right. people, but I can also like because the other thing is like, oh, you're not supposed to have. You're supposed to completely disconnect from the world. It's like no, I still want to be on the internet. Yeah, I want to watch the, movies. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want to have, have a conversation <laughs> yeah. with yeah. anyone <laughs> for a couple weeks, not for the rest of my life. I'm still a social...
0: So you bee. would absolutely be Burgess Meredith in that uh, Twilight Zone, Ooh. where like the world ends and you're like, thank God.
1: I guess, and but I mean, I, after a couple weeks, I would start And then you to, lose your glasses. Yeah. No, I and would start to uh, <laughs> go insane but i'm saying a
2: couple weeks a couple weeks two, two weeks you, yeah you I can, can come on my uh cruise writing retreat that i think <laughs> i think that i should start this after this podcast anyone can contact me we can uh, arrange for this um and then I'll, I'll just judge your work like once a night while we have <laughs> martini flights I think this is a good idea.
1: Anyway, uh, all right. So let's talk about cruise ship movies. I'm glad you're here. This is I wanted to talk about this with yeah. you because you know because I, I I did some re- I was like, how many cruise ship movies have I seen? And there are a lot out there, but I've seen very few of them. I've seen
0: like uh, I didn't do a great deal of uh, research because I kind of honestly just felt like letting Matt talk for a while because yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy it, it. tremendously. But uh, but as I was thinking about it, it's like oh I have seen. More than I expected to, just off the top of my head.
1: I've only seen more if we are counting, like, luxury liner, like Titanic, like, there's a destination in my. I think that counts. Okay, because I've got a number of those, but I really only have the only actual, like, cruise ship movie that I could think of that I've seen that takes place in part on a cruise ship. Is Jack and Jill the Adam Sandler movie? Yes, <laughs> which has, which is half of it is a uh, commercial for the allure of the seas
2: uh, yes. <laughs> boat. Um, le, I, I'm just going to state that in, in this, I'm, I'm not going to really count um, silent movies, uh, okay. just just because there are actually a lot of there are a lot of boat movies, right? But um, uh, just a very brief. And I'm going to really keep a brief history of, like, cruise ships. Uh, (laughs) Ocean liners, right? That was a way that uh, people got, literally traveled across the ocean for Mm -hmm. a long time. And after uh, World War II, right, uh, as airplanes became less and less expensive, there became less and less of a need for people to go kind of back and forth on a boat. Yeah. Now, they had always gone to... Um, you know, luxury locations, right? And uh, those, because of the entertainment on the boat and stuff, the, those liners kind of were kept around a little longer and then the whole industry sort of slowly retooled, except for Canard, which is the only, I mean, even they're retooling now, but, okay. but like they retooled to, uh, you know, go to Bermuda or the Bahamas, right? Like like the the industry changed. And then, Uh, which chronologically we may get into there was a big shift that started mostly with the love boat right in in 1977 to 1987 uh, on tv which incredibly popularized the idea of taking a short cruise to Uh a vacation you'd have love you'd find love like it, it really romanticized the whole thing and then uh into the 2000s like since the 2000s to now uh the industry has it's Uh, it's almost doubled in size. And then even in the last like 10 years, uh, because of uh, the prices have come down and everybody loves Instagram. uh, (laughs) It's just like this. There are these massive tourist platforms that disgorge a, you know, army of worker ants upon local populations where they're like, ah, and it, but it only lasts for four or five hours, and then they all go away. <laughs> um, so
1: when that all? Remember that a few years ago, that woman got left behind. It was. It went viral. Oh, it. it so it, there are. She didn't get back to the boat in yeah. time, and this, they're on a schedule. They tell you,
2: yeah, and we they, are leaving. They charge you. I mean, yeah. okay. So not only now, uh, cruise ships are way more dangerous than uh, a lot of people realize. Like, like the cruise industry doesn't like to talk about that. But since two thousand, there have been like almost four hundred people who've just fallen. Often drowned. Uh, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised it's not
1: more. Yeah. Like, because because a lot of the time, like you were talking about uh, being on the boat at night. It's dark. No one could see you. Yeah. The warmth of the sea. <laughs> yeah. Although it's actually quite Slowly. cold. Um, yeah. Even I meant, in warmer uh, climates, the further you go out from land, it gets actually quite cold. But
2: um, well, I, I, I didn't find that out. But yes.
1: <laughs> but add to everything you're saying. Add to the fact that a number of people who are on the deck at that hour of night are hammered yes so many people are so drunk yeah. uh, like there's on um, I, I can't remember what line it is carnival i think offers a deal where y- you can pay 50 dollars a day for all you can drink yes, so there, they, are buy, all, there are people who buy there are people who are regularly
2: yes spending more than 50 dollars yes. a day on just on booze so i've made friends with some of those people on some uh-huh. of my cruises and they're like you want yep, you know, yeah you want a, a cider and i'm like well, okay they don't care <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Cause you're not supposed to buy it for other people. No. Also, if you're, I won't say what cruise line that is. If mm-hmm. you're
1: in, um, if you're sharing a room with someone, you can't buy the thing unless both the people yeah. in the room yeah. buy it. Cause they don't want you
2: buying. There's, a, there's, yeah. a, um, they're huge. Uh, um, and it's, it's only gotten bigger. There's like uh, people who, who meet and you know, like as, as there are people who are into films, there are people who are into cruises. Yeah. And, again this is getting bigger and what is funny is like when i first started putting together i put a a list together like six or seven years ago when i went on that first cruise and i looked at it and then i kind of searched the internet and i'm like you know because it didn't really exist when when i was putting it together or it was like rudimentary now i found that there are like these communities of people like if you google like favorite cruise movies assembled by people who like cruising. Yeah. What's great is they list like Jack and Jill makes their top 20 list yeah. and they're like, the movie isn't that great, but then they review the ship. Yeah. They're like, it's the SS Bloody blah, from this line. And it's, it's basically like, as you said, like an ad yeah. and they're like, the movie isn't great, but the ship is fantastic. And you see the rock climbing wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, that that's, reminds me that's in, uh, yeah, in uh, Jack, Jack and Jill and yeah. the helicopter pad, because yeah. I don't know if, you remember, if you've seen Jack.
1: Jill. No. Al, Al Pacino as Al Pacino <laughs> shows up to woo Jill, and he
2: lands on the cruise ship while it's at sea. Which by way helicopter? That, yeah, that is not that is frowned upon in the <laughs> world of cruising. Let me just say, that. What, <laughs> just flying a helicopter out there. Yeah, you don't. You, you, know, know, you don't just, it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's like it's supposed to be for emergencies. I see. I see. Uh,
0: I remember many years ago, I was visiting my uh, my home my hometown of uh, Taft, California, and it's a community built completely around oil that's why it exists right. and so they have a little museum and so i was like i'm gonna go to the, the, the oil museum and i was talking and it was you know the the lone employee uh was this old curmudgeonly very friendly i love these kinds of museums oh like, it's i can spend the whole afternoon it was quite nice but he did, uh, th- and there was a f- this. Well, this was in like 2008, I think uh-huh. that I went, and so they uh, they had like a photo of an oil derrick built for There Will Be Blood. Okay, um, and they yeah. built it right outside, and it was based on like wow. an old yeah. derrick that was uh, outside of Taft. And so he goes, he goes, yeah, did you see that movie? And I said I did. He goes, yeah, they just burned that oil derrick. It seemed like a waste to me.
2: <laughs> 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 it's like
0: like that idea right. that. <laughs> this guy was not interested in movies or yeah. anything like that. The only thing that mattered was the oil derrick and they, they burned it. Can you believe it? And just in the same way they're like, Hey, Jack and Jill is like, that's a top 20 movie. You got to see the, the climbing wall and oh, all that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but that's so from their point of view, Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, but from people who are into cruise ships point of view, they will, uh, grandfather in luxury liners okay. like, so because, um, uh, because it is an enclosed uh, social, social, and socially stratified place, mm-hmm. it was a great place to have a love story or like a mystery. Well,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, love story uh, or a horror.
2: I've seen horror? I've seen a fair amount of those. The very oh, yeah. first
1: one on the top of my list um, is Love Affair, which was remade uh-huh. as mm-hmm. An Affair to Remember, right? Uh, or is like, it Or is it flipped? Um, no, Love Affair is first, right? Yeah. That's it. I'm looking at Matt, not the classic movie what, guy. Here. What, yeah. what year is Love
2: Affair? Uh, love Affairs is 40s, I think. Oh, okay. So there's. Oh, I I do not know the date on that one. I did. I I tried to um, in my list. I I only did. Two forties 40s movies because oh Love Fair's 39 okay yeah well I did two 30s movies because I was trying to not because there are so many movies and not counting battleship movies and not counting pirate movies sure you yeah. know uh, yeah. and, and uh, you know like a, a classic is like Shall We Dance from 1937 okay. Fred and Ginger and it's it, you know there's and these these films usually follow a very similar plot like there's or, or not but there's um you know there's usually some there's a, there's always a card room where there a card room where there are card sharks you know cause mm-hmm. like that's like where people would meet other people and you'd see the rhythm of the ship and there's maybe a wacky mix-up and two lovers or whatever and, and a lot of times actually cruise ships or, or aligners would be part of a film because it you know like because it's it's part of the journey and that's where there's either the mix-up or the couple meets again mm-hmm. um Monkey business uh, with the Marx Brothers mostly takes place on a on a cruise ship. Oh, I've never seen Monkey Business, but A Night at the Opera mostly takes place yeah. on a, on a cruise They're on their way to the opera, but most of the of the movie is on. on yeah, a there's just a ship. lot of stuff in, in Monkey Business. There's stowaways, so I felt okay. that was like mm. a little. But but again, uh, 1944. We have a movie which is a, and, and there's a, it was a remake of a 1930 movie based on a play, but called uh, Between Two Worlds. And I like it because uh, we would now call it fantasy. It would be a genre film, but at the time I, they didn't really call it that. But it, uh, it starts with, um, there's like the bombings in, in uh, England and London. Hmm. And All these people are kind of trying to get out and uh, they kind of have these like bad luck, like uh, and it looks like something bad has kind of happened to them. But then the next thing they know, they're on this cruise ship and everybody is, you know, it's all very elegant and everybody kind of is like they start to realize, like, wait, how did I get on this ship? And then they realize that they are, you know, it's the metaphorical journey to the right, to they don't know if they're going to heaven or hell. And but that, but it's a lovely fantasy yeah. story and using the cruise ship as a metaphor. What's that one called again? Between Two Worlds. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up, starring the great John Garfield. Yeah, John oh, yeah. Garfield's great, and and he's he's bringing his more modern acting to it, which which grounds it. And uh, and that one's a lot of fun. Um, and then, because I mention this one a lot, is a, a personal favorite uh, from this sort of pre-cruise uh, ship era would be uh, "Gentlemen Prefer Blonde. Yep. which I just saw for the first time uh, you, a couple weeks think? ago.
0: I actually liked it. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Um, it's lovable. It, it, it really is. It, it it it's not that I was resistant to it, but. I wasn't necessarily looking forward to it either. Um, but it won me over as one might expect, uh, given the, the director and, uh, and that was the thing is I was, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not a fantasy, but I do find myself thinking like, like the sequence with like all the guys like working out and, yeah. and I'm like, that's a oh, yeah. big room. Like, do they have rooms? Like I've never been on a cruise. Okay. So like, do they
2: have bi- essentially gyms in a, on a yes. cruise ship? Okay. So the interesting thing about, Real estate on mm. on a cruise ship is that, um, and they've they've really uh, worked at this. But uh, you, uh, the sea can carry a very a, a huge amount of stuff inexpensively. Yeah. Now they are horribly polluting. They treat their sewage and they dump their garbage in the middle of the ocean. But um, but they're incredibly e- efficient, and uh, and when you. Uh, because they and in a more modern ship, but mm-hmm. but even the old ship, y- you make more money by how many berths you have and windows, right? More right. like an office building, uh, and and so there is a lot of kind of extra space in the mm-hmm. superstructure. Uh, one of the before I went on a cruise, I worked with a woman uh, in she, or she, before she came to work at the movie studio she worked for uh she did marketing for princess and i was just kind of mm-hmm. talking about cruises and she's like oh i worked for princess cruises which uh for a number of years and they um they did a lot of like kind of wacky stuff with the extra space one of the things they did was they put uh, printing presses in their in their cruise ships like you know below the water line mm. they they didn't need all the space and that way Uh, They would print, like, all the flyers and mailers, Hmm. like, while they were at sea. So her job sometimes would be to, like, go pick up, like, the flyers and do a press check. And they'd be like, well, where's the ship? They're like, oh, it's in Peru. And they'd fly her out to make sure it was there. But but it was like a printing press at sea was cheaper than paying uh, a printer at the time. But that's like, it's like, who thought of that? That's, like, bizarrely clever. So yes there is an immense amount of space which is why like when you think of travel by a plane right Mm. just like squeeze 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 and you think of a train as luxurious well when you get on a ship like when I was doing writing I would find like a full desk with like a leather chair and a window behind me in the corner and the one that I found on that first cruise I think it was like a florist at one time or something but it was like my favorite desk and it was I was like alone but some people would walk in front of me, and if I was wearing like a polo shirt, they would start to ask me questions, <laughs> thinking that I worked there. Yeah, and uh, the employees nearby thought it was funny because at a certain point, like in the cruise, this was a two-week cruise, uh, I would just start answering the questions because it was shorter to answer the questions <laughs> than to tell them I didn't work there. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a real thing. So, but that movie is like. Um, it's one of the. It's it's of its. It's, it's another time but that's almost like a just a giant like fantasy and, and that yeah. and that scene you're talking about. It's like um to in today's world the subtext uh launches out at you like a little <laughs> torpedo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I it's uh, nautical. Uh, uh oh, I appreciate that. We have yeah. some pretend to appreciate the, the
1: nautical we, references. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if if possible we'd like to do it with every single thing that is said, but <laughs> I know it's harder uh harder to do. But um, yeah, I really I really really liked the movie uh quite a bit and in watching it and again i've i've seen some cruise movies and it it's just in a way i'm i know there are many but in a way i'm also surprised there aren't more uh, because it's a space it, for drama it, it is and it makes me it of course love bow lasted that long uh oh, because it's a formula you are you've got the luxury yeah. but you also are confined. Yes. And so, but you're not confined. It's not 12 angry men or something like that. <laughs> like you are, but you can't, Officially get away, which of course yeah. is why horror movies work so well right. with the cruise ship.
2: It it, it it has the Aristotelian uh, needs for drama, which mm. is like a unity of space and a unity of time. The trip only lasts yeah. so long; you only have this much space to yeah. to do it within. So it's it's uh, natural. Uh, there are a few other classic films, but I like to just want to skip to the more modern cruise ship and uh the the first modern cruise movie is not necessarily a uh celebration of cruises but that would be the the poseidon adventure from 1972 Uh, which i've never seen i've
0: seen poseidon the 2006 uh, remake (laughs) close yeah but no Shelley winters that's true but there's richard dreyfuss yeah no who has to sell the terrible line uh where he says it's like i'm an architect and these ships aren't supposed to float upside down and i was just like i was like you you really i appreciate that you qualified that but i also don't think you need to be an architect to acknowledge
2: that no you you need to be a maritime engineer <laughs> right, yeah. clearly because you know uh, the, these boats could float upside down sure. uh, for quite some time. It's, it's hard to sink them. No. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's I mean, uh, w- once you see that movie and you go on a cruise ship, pretty much all y- I think about is uh, the cruise ship uh, turning over. Yeah, um, they, they are engineered very well to not do that. Uh, that doesn't mean it's impossible. Rogue wave yeah it, yes exactly and uh but but when you uh now that everybody has a movie studio in their pocket uh you can see some great videos online of like of like cruise ships getting hammered and you're mm-hmm. like "Whoa! how does that thing stay up uh and it because you, you can't see it's, it's wonderfully engineered with the keel and they have these stabilizers actually mm. now that keep it stabilized and um, if you're about the at the like sixth or seventh floor, that's the floor where there's the least. Oh, OK. Uh, and that's and that's where they'll have like the casino and stuff because it, it has the least uh, <laughs> role to it. Uh, yeah. Poseidon Adventure 2 does not count. Uh, I didn't know that existed. Uh, <laughs> it's a lovely sequel available. Warner Archive. Um <laughs> But the ship is already upside down, uh, so uh, it's it's about people coming and um, uh, uh, salvaging the ship. I see. Uh, and so that's it's not a cruise. Right.
0: Is that why you suggested this? Because you you need to move some units of Poseidon Adventure too. Hey,
2: yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. That is that is true. We already mentioned the Love Boat, which uh, is not a movie, but it's it's so iconic. But with Shelley Winters, you guys probably don't know about. And I didn't know about a miniseries, which is called The French Atlantic Affair from 1977, which, OK, it's got Shelley Winters. It has um, Telly Savalas and um, Chad Everett and Michelle Phillips. And it's a three-part, it was a three-part series, and it, it, the, the the boat was going from New York to France. They kept saying Paris. You can't actually take a cruise ship to Paris. You can take it to La Havre, but they kept saying Paris. <laughs> uh, but there is a uh, religious cult undercover on board, and they've smuggled in... Uh, guns, and they take over the ship for political reasons. It was based off of a novel where the villains were not a, a Telly Savalas led uh, sex cult, but a, um, a group of uh, disgruntled NASA scientists who were mad about the cancellation of the Apollo program, which is, it's so 70s it hurts. Uh, <laughs> Shelley Winters is so so good. I'm I'm gonna ruin it. Um, but she is a ter- well. No, you see it early on because she's packing a gun. She's a terrorist in it, and she's disguised as an older woman. And she's like whoa, whoa, whoa and then you, and then she opens up her case, and she's got guns inside. And she hands it to the other old ladies, uh, of course. You reveal a gun, you you got to use it. Of course, it's it's, it's just <laughs> what's it's, it called again? French Atlantic Affair. All right,
0: it's it's so TV movie. Well, and you know it's interesting. Um, I was watching an old episode of Siskel and Ebert, like when they were talking about uh, their their least favorite movies of of the year, <laughs> and. You know, I'm too young to remember this as a trend, but Uh in the 70s and into the 80s a little bit, there is this there are like movies that and I I can't even come up with like the title, but they cited as the latest in this trend of like foreign money uh, Mm -hmm. to make a kind of just standard thriller but then right. they get a respectable actor like one or two respectable yes. actors yep. or actresses and it just kind of classes up the joint a little bit but it, but the movies are just bad and the actors are just uh, well, wasted for
2: the most part. Some of those movies actually are pretty good and that goes back uh, mostly to um, post World War 2 mm-hmm. uh, because you could get a tax break like they did it in sure. England, they did it most, more famously in Italy mm-hmm. uh, even Canada, Canada Canada in the '80s that spawned a subgenre called canuxploitation, uh <laughs> which I love. But it, it's and and getting a name actor to do it um, obviously obviously helped. But you know, like like spaghetti westerns, right? Mm-hmm. That that was just that uh, part of that trend. Uh, but you, you could get these incredible tax advantages, and one of the ways that you could get. Your star out there to do right. it was that the way that uh, tax laws worked at the time. If you would take a job in a foreign country, uh, you could keep a higher percentage sure. of the money. So, what are some of these movies you're talking about? These seventies. These and again, I can't remember. I, I was I was okay. thinking about it, it the other it, day, it but is, it's actually uh, it, it's almost now like w- what. That started as, and and those uh, tax laws and Mm -hmm. and, uh, tax avoidance strategies Mm -hmm. are just kind of after the 80s, like just baked into right. international yeah. movie finance now, which is why Vancouver yeah. is big, you know, but they, I mean, it's just mainstream.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is, I don't know if that's the backstory behind oh. uh, this, but the idea of respectable Shelley Winters in a very pulpy oh, yeah. uh, story
2: well, that could seem be seen as beneath her. So um, t- TV movies were oh, sure. sort of like that at the time. Cause they, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, Hollywood's pecking order, uh, but, at, what year is the French Atlantic? Uh, that was 77. This is after Shelley Winters. You know, yeah, like, I was going like to say like this she, is her nominations for Academy Awards were 10, yeah. 15 years. And this is behind. after
1: even whoever slew Auntie Rue.
2: Right. Uh, Which is. Yeah. That would have been like 73.
1: Yeah.
0: Did she win an Oscar for the Poseidon Adventure? No, 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 no. Oh, not that I know of. Um,
2: oh, we, hang on now. A, a, maybe she was she she, 71 for whoever slew into so okay so I said that was a good guess on my part Um, she she was uh, in a patch of blue uh, Mm, and and I think she was nominated for that which is uh, by the way a wonderful movie recommended black and white uh, film where she was the evil mother um She
0: was nominated for the Poseidon Adventure for supporting actress, but but she did not win. It was she's
2: amazing in it. Yeah, Uh, I I, and um, there's like an '80s movie called Table for Five, but I'm I'm not even going to talk about that very much. But Table for (laughs) Five, uh, what that refers to is um, uh, seating Mm assignments in Mm. a cruise ship. Uh, There's uh, some of the cruise lines now don't have assigned seating. I actually kind of love it because it. Uh, Whoever gets assigned me um, is the uh, is the loser, I think, in that situation, because they have to deal with me for a week or two. I had a quick question Uh, to go back a little
0: bit. And given what we were talking about as far as just the potential for drama on a cruise ship. I know that, well there was Lifeboat mm-hmm, but I feel mm-hmm. like Hitchcock could have done really well on a cruise ship again like you've got like oh, these yeah. really beautiful settings but everything is enclosed and you have like a finite time to like solve the mystery
2: Yeah murder mysteries I mean yeah. there there are lots of murders on boats in classic film sure. It's like yeah. it, as I was going through it I was like it has to have an air of vacation about yeah. it Yeah like like I mean I I, I put in the the nineteen forties fantasy film because they were going somewhere elegant, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't know when they were dead. So the, you're in, um, but but to, you know, like like um, yeah, that's just kind of the the twist. But post Love Boat, yeah. when you're on a boat, you're on it for vacation, and that's right. where it switches. And then when you get to the nineties, that's when it kind of okay disaster movie that's a 70s you know like the mm-hmm. 70s was all about that but then there's kind of this weird ironic switch and we and I would say we could skip to uh 1989's which is not really 90's but Friday the 13th part 8 with uh Jason Takes Manhattan yeah. Jason Takes Manhattan in
0: the, like the last 10 minutes of the movie after being on a cruise, cruise ship, ship for the bulk of it
2: yeah which I felt that if it was advertised at Jason takes a cruise <laughs> like isn't that like that's like kind of a better mood. like cause he's not like even from the trailer he's not gonna take Manhattan or like he would just in 1989 he just would be like another person in New yeah. York
1: also I've never seen it I didn't realize this movie had a cruise. Yeah, oh, yeah. Element. It, that's it that is it. It but is, is cru- because Manhattan is not a cruise ship port. Ah, well uh, it, and also it
2: is actually. Yeah. Not Manhattan, but uh, the, there's Brooklyn Navy Yards and also uh, New Jersey would uh, okay. My grandmother would take cruise from Manhattan. Like cruise boats like the ones that went to Bermuda used to actually leave from the docks. Uh, uh, that must be a 3 week. Like how much how long does it take to get from uh, a, to get from like a Bermuda cruise um, doesn't, you know, you can get down there in like two days. Like it actually isn't oh, that, wow. that long because it's not that far. But uh, the Bermuda cruise was kind of the thing that kept the uh, New York's cruise lines going. Okay. And then you could even keep going to Manhattan today. Uh, it's actually it's actually in the last 10 years become a much more popular cruise port. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I guess, guess just just, I would have thought that it's kind of cool. You just like walk you're, you're in New York you walk on a boat and then it takes a few days and now it's worn.
0: Yeah. yeah. But David, what I will say is uh, though it apparently is a cruise port, it is very dif- difficult to get to Manhattan from Crystal Lake. Uh, <laughs> that, is uh, 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 that is a, that is a little bit of geographical well, inconsistency how, the that they don't. The <laughs> was
2: included. It was all included. How did he
1: get, uh, so he's, if he's at the, Sorry. We're just no, no, that's okay. To, yeah. if, he, if he arrives in Manhattan at the end, mm. where did the cruise ship leave from? What's the cruise ship's port of call? He, he's It th- left from Crystal Lake, right?
2: It, yeah. yeah. It, it actually <laughs> leaves from Crystal so Lake. So where is Crystal Lake supposed to be? Well, it moves. Yeah, it bounces around you know, a little it's bit. Like, it's, okay. like it's, it's like it's like Springfield. It's like the
1: island and lost. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <it's>, yeah. But <laughs> it's wherever it needs to be. He, he literally like the
2: the kids it's like, Hey, we're gonna take a graduation trip on a cruise that's to right. New York City from Crystal Lake. Like that's the plot. And it's like the, <laughs> that that is not really actually how a cruise ship works. Like maybe if Crystal Lake were in Bermuda or the Bahamas, yeah. they but it you just don't actually start cruises there. And yeah. they
0: and they treat it as though they're just renting a limo because, like, the only yeah. pit passengers on this ship are the high schoolers. It's yeah. not a huge
2: boat. No, but <laughs> so it's like a at the cruise. Same cruise. It's more sort of, of like that, yeah. But it takes time. Like, it's more like a ferry. Like, like uh, I've taken... And I, and I don't know whether to count these. as like, They're not really a cruise, but if you, I, I've got, I've taken... I took... Uh, the last fun ferry I took was um, from Palermo in Sicily to Rome, and it was, like, overnight, and uh, the Italians really know how to do a ferry ride. I could uh, see that. <laughs> I just thought of another cruise movie, but we'll get to it later.
1: Um, but you're reminding me with the European thing. This is not a movie at all, but it's the thing I think about. I watch... Because uh, my wife and I are very cultured people who watch PBS. Yeah. And there are often... Ads on PBS for these European river cruises, right? Yeah, Viking. Which, yeah, Viking. Oh, but, there, but there's oh, also there um, yeah, there's a couple of yeah, the yeah, Viking barges. Uh, and yeah, so they're like they're very luxurious, but they don't right. have. Like you were talking about, not there's no, there's no print printing presses on them. No, no, no they're not that, that big as they go on. Uh, but they, they, uh, yeah, we looked them up. They are um, enormously expensive.
2: They're very that's l- so luxurious. Part of the uh, trick with booking a writing cruise is that you want to find. Um, the cruise that is not popular, right? Like, cause that's, cause it's, a, it you, it's price based. Now I've, I've done other ones. One that, um, has actually a lot of, it stops more frequently, but it has almost as many days, but it's, it, it um, it's, uh, from LA to Miami and you go through the Panama canal. Oh, wow! Cool. usually these are called repositioning cruises because they only happen like twice a year because like, you know, like a boat is in Europe and then like winter time comes and then it's going to move, to the um, you know the Caribbean or something like I I did a boat $500 I took a boat from Miami to Barcelona and it stopped once in like Madeira which was kind of cool wow but it was not like that was like the longest stretch because I think I did eight days without seeing land and that was but I was mentally prepared because I had done yeah. the Hawaiian cruise that one was uh, challenging but, but on the 10th day I literally just like walked off the boat and I was in medieval Barcelona and I happened to have a friend who lives there and I just like met her at a cafe and I was like <laughs> I just came here by boat. Like, it was just weird, right? Like, no, that does
1: seem surreal. It was the idea of being in America and then yeah. being in Europe and not having been in an airplane. It does seem really yeah. strange.
2: And, and by the way, like I also thought, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to get there, and I won't have jet lag because I'll be used to it. But um, what what I didn't realize was uh, over the ten day period, I went. Um, nine time zones oh no no wait not nine I went uh because it was it's nine from here uh three it's so like six six yeah six time zones in like nine ten days so I was living on like a 23 hour like planet and so like by the time I got there I was like where am I what's going like like I had like semi permanent it wasn't really jet like it was just 25 26 mile an hour boat lag it yeah. was weird uh But and then and then actually I I bet I I, I found like um, oh, and then I took like a twenty dollar flight to Scotland where I have another friend. And then I got a frequent flyer like I found a frequent flyer thing back. It was the cheapest. It was five hundred dollars to get there. I was like, why wouldn't you take that boat? And uh, the the answer is because uh, it's like being stuck in a Vegas casino for uh, nine days without Mm -hmm. seeing land. That's why you don't do it.
1: Yeah, um, that sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so let's let's move back to movies. The movie I was going to talk about on Europe, even though it's a bit of a jump ahead because it's from 2000, I think. Oh, I I haven't it's even. A, I've just gotten a 1997. Uh, but I just want to real quick okay, one one mention uh, it's a Portuguese film, uh, Manuel de Oliveira's A talking picture. I don't have that one, um, which is about a, a woman who takes her daughter from. I can't. I, I think from she's just going from like Lisbon to like. I don't know, Crete or somewhere where right, her husband right. is and she's taking her daughter to, to yeah. see him. But most of the movie is on, and she befriends the captain yeah. played by John Malkovich. Oh, And then the other women on the boat are like, it's like Captain Deneuve and Jean Moreau, and it's just, oh, it's like. a movie of just people having conversations. Right, uh, that's and that's what you do, by yeah. the way. And then it has this crazy ending that I won't uh, give away. But uh, anyway, we hadn't
2: talked that much about Europe, so I thought I'd mention that no, one. No, I like that. I like that one, because I was just going to go... To 1997, which is a big year for boats. Yeah, sure. Uh, cause we've got speed Two cruise control. Mm-hmm. The first one everyone thinks of when they think of yeah, 1997. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The biggest <laughs> cruise ship movie uh-huh. of 1997. Uh, and of course, which has the, um, unforgettable end where the cruise ship literally comes onto the land, which there was a recent thing in uh, Venice's re- more recently allowed giant cruise ships in it, which I think I saw footage of, of this. Do. Yeah. And it was uh, terrifying even to watch. Yeah. It's like the, the cruise ship is like coming up onto the land. and yeah. you See people running away. And the first thing you think of is like a terrible Italian remake <laughs> of, of Speed 2. Then we have. The second biggest cruise ship movie of the year. Right. Out to sea. Which I saw in the theater and I really enjoyed. <laughs> it's a lovely movie. It People really is. love cruise movies.
0: Love that because that's like the best case possible for a cruise well it's and it's also just and such a this is
1: uh, Jack Lemmon uh, and Walter, and Walter Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, yeah, I, never, I never saw this you can't
0: go wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just such a it's a very and I believe Elaine Stritch is in it as well oh, yes. right yes and I remember I think I'd probably like it more now but I liked it at the time and one of the things that I liked about it as strange as it may sound it was just such a pleasant film uh, <laughs> it's like it's laugh out loud funny I, I enjoyed their chemistry and just the everything that's going on and uh, and it just, it all, but it all feels so low stakes at the same time. It just, it felt like, I remember it's, this is not a thing I was consciously aware of, but it's something that, uh, at the time, but I had got, I had started getting into, Movies And so I was watching everything I could watch sure. and I was delving into older films. Right. And so I'm watching stuff like Clockwork Orange and okay, stuff that yeah. I'm at 15, not quite ready yeah, for. But then I see out to sea. I was like, oh, <laughs> this feels so much safer yeah. than what I've been watching. Did you know who Jack Lennon and Walter Matthau were? Wait, I think were I just like grumpy. old. Men? I think I knew from grumpy old right. men and Dennis Menace. Oh, uh, I knew Dennis, Walter Matthau from Dennis the Menace, the, the movie, obviously. And, and I'm so sure I'd we, seen Jack Lemmon in something before, but I wasn't sure. So,
2: uh, well, you were, you know, 15, the apartment,
0: clearly. Obviously. Were, shortcuts, were, shortcuts, shortcuts. Yeah, yeah Save no. the Tiger. I did watch Save the Tiger
2: at, a, at like, 16, though. I remember out to sea in this sort of, this, like, fir- firmly, like, burned into my memory was um, at the time in the Beverly Center, they still... Painted on the Beverly Center like a painter would come out and paint the poster. Oh, wow. Like, it wasn't even a poster because he painted the, on the building, right? So they mm. couldn't quite print on it. And his Walter Matthau and Jack <laughs> Lemmon were like... Off in such a <laughs> creepy but weird way that it, it it was them, but it was not them. You know, like how people like looking at foreign posters when they repaint them. Oh yeah, they're just like, yeah, that oh, yeah, was, yeah. but that was on the side of the Beverly Center, huge. Wow. And you're like, oh, that's that's weird. Um, and that's uh, how I, I remember the movie I, best. I don't think it's
1: off topic, but I don't think I've been to the Beverly Center since the movie theater there closed. Me. Um, no, and I don't, I can tell you exactly what was the last movie that I saw at the Beverly Center. What? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, wow. The first one. Yeah. And it was Literally, I, I went to, because I have been meaning to see this movie, and I kept, like, not making it, I think it was literally the last show in Los Angeles. It was literally, like, a Thursday night, 9.15 p.m. screening, of wow. oh, Cloud of the Chintz Meatballs. I was the only one in the theater. Yeah. Uh, it, it was weird, and then that theater uh,
2: yeah. closed, like, shortly thereafter. And the Beverly Connection one, Across the Street, I think, closed, too? Or Wait, that there, was there, there a theater there? Yeah. The Beverly there, Connection? Yeah, like, oh. like, Across the Street, those were the two theaters, and in the Beverly Connection, here's an L.A., a uh, little piece of trivia First Starbucks hmm. Oh Yeah That is So I said I was like oh, that, That's yeah. where the stain began By the way I love Starbucks yeah. I have a Starbucks card but the the Beverly
1: Center, in terms of multiplexes, was a big deal before you. I moved here. It was huge because it had so so many screens, yeah, like thirteen screens yeah, or whatever. Which t- is tiny, like, and they're so
2: small, yeah, or they were so small when I, I grew up in in uh, New Jersey, you know, and, and and that's where you'd get like these weird wanky theaters or like you'd get like a theater that had an obstructed view like there'd be like a pole like something that would never and so when i moved out here every theater was beautiful right like because it was it was an industry town but the beverly center was big for a mall theater there but i found it Perfectly fine yeah. because it was it was not and it was in the mall. I thought that was cool, like it was. <laughs> uh, but you know, times change. And then I learned that it was built over an, a giant oil well. Uh, oh. Another interesting fact. I there didn't we know go. That. Lots of trivia today about I've, LA.
0: Here's okay, Matt. Here's one of the things that I like about when you come on the show. You essentially are like our Studs turtle. <laughs> like you know a lot about everything yeah, and. Okay. It, what was that? <laughs> yet nothing. Well, <laughs> I mean, nothing important, humans. obviously. Yeah. But it's it's always interesting. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, we we the start of our record time was delayed because Matt showed up, took one look at your computer, and you guys talked for twenty minutes about nineties <laughs> <90s> PC gaming.
2: <laughs> yeah, which we will not read right. here. That's yeah. another episode. It sure
0: is. Uh, I agree. <laughs> and so that's the thing is, I just it's I like that you're kind of our
2: our historian. Uh, what is it? Historian at large. Yeah. Sure. Well, because we have to now finally come to the least important cruise ship movie of 1997 1997. and that would be Titanic the musical (laughs) which I saw on Broadway Mm. in 1997 unforgettable how my brother my parents took us and my mom spent a lot of money on it and my brother and i were literally laughing in the aisles the whole time it is it is it, it was incredibly memorable people love it to this day and i think it made money but I it was w- based on the movie
1: no No. it, it couldn't have been out, it came out it in came exactly. out the
2: same year um, and and i think it came out first well i definitely saw it first mm-hmm. and it it was staged fantastically because it had um like a uh it had the um a, 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 the the boat was represented by this like kind of structure in the stage that was sort of independently mounted I guess it's the only way and it looked like a dollhouse and the top level would would be where the you know first class was the rich people then they had the middle level with like the bourgeois who could afford to be there and then the bottom level Mm. the Irish jig dancers from the other thing that was named Titanic that year (laughs) (laughs) and then when it when it started to sink, the whole superstructure would go like brrr and tilt on its side and start going down, and the and the band was like on it, and they would still play. But um, that sounds it, from a spectacle standpoint. That sounds great. It was really good. Yeah. But um, the the part where I lost it the most, but a song I will never forget in my life was uh, a duet. And I I think it's called Tit, Tit, Tat, Tat. And it was, at least that's what they sang. I don't actually know. I don't have the cast album, but I know the song uh, from hearing it once. Uh, It was a duet between the telegraph operator and uh, a guy shoveling coal into the the steam uh, engine and how they were both lonely and they would work hard and then the tit tat guy would be like I'm sending my messages tit tat tat and then the, and then he'd have the duet which the only thing at the time that I could think of was because I watched old movie serials like on public television I'd be like hey this looks like the planet Mongo like scene where they're, <laughs> the guys are shoveling coal like because I didn't really know history then that the coal shoveling was a real thing and not just how you powered the flying city of Mongo. Anyway um, <laughs> I can't find the song. Yeah I'm sorry that we're both it. looking at our phones yeah, obviously looking for I, tit I, tit tat tat. I, I don't know what the name of it was but it was just like tit tit but I like I was like who writes a song about like a, a telegraph operator and his love of telegraphy. Um, and then I saw the other movie that came out that year. And <laughs> when I walked out, people said, what did you think? And I said, I learned more about the Titanic from the musical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Titanic. Um, <laughs> James Cameron's Titanic. No, it was good. I it's interesting. The people, the people pro- like the cruise industry, probably got a bump from that movie. Even though
2: it's not real. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the end. You would think. <laughs> yeah, the hubris um, of man. Yeah, but
1: you know, you mentioned shoveling coal, and that yeah. reminded me of another ocean movie from 1999. I think Ooh. you know what I'm going to talk about, which is called The Legend of 1900. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen this? So the the listeners, I'll tell you just the the premise. A baby, it's on January 1st, 1900. A baby is abandoned on a luxury cruise liner. Instead of giving him over to the authorities or whatever, the workers, uh, I'm trying to think. uh, who's Is it Bill Nunn? Who's the? I don't remember now. um, I can't remember who the the main, the the coal guy is. Basically, they raised this boy. He never leaves the ship his entire life, which is enough of a premise to begin with. Right. But it also, he becomes a piano prodigy. And so he's people are buying tickets on this cruise liner to see this piano prodigy play who has never left the ship his entire life. It's a, a strange movie from the director of Cinema Paradiso.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's weird, and you know, I initially had it on my list, and then I went, well, it's not really a cruise, but yeah. it is. But people who love cruise movies love this movie, like they <laughs> they grandfather it in. And I was just like, I gotta throw some of these out. How long is this podcast going to be? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it since it was in the theater yeah, in '99. I, <laughs> I loved it at the time.
2: I probably would find it a little overwrought now. It it it, it was of it it was um a for your consideration movie as I sure. as I call. <laughs> you can't see the air quotes, but. Yeah. Uh, that was a like a Miramax inspired genre, but <laughs> right. this was a good one though. At the at the time, I remember liking it at the time. Yeah, but uh, it because it had a little bit of that like Chauncey Gardner aspect, sure. To it, like the guy who and when and when by the way, when I went on that first cruise to Hawaii. There was a guy who literally lived on the ship like he just never left the ship and he had like a special table in like the special restaurant and everybody knew who he was. And sometimes he wouldn't like leave his room for days. On one hand, that sounds amazing. On the other. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) On the other, that sounds extremely depressing. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it would. Get,
2: so, did get old. either of you guys see the 2002 movie Boat Trip? Uh, hang on one oh, second. Oh, sorry. No, I I just to by jumping skip. to 99, yeah, we
0: have skipped 98, oh. which has the oh, yeah, first yeah, yeah. movie I think of when I think of cruise movies, which is Deep Rising.
1: Oh. Oh, cuz 98 also has the Parent Trap remake. Pa- which that's, that's right. Only the that's very what, end takes place. That's base. what I think yes. of uh, a little bit. It, it's, uh, it's grandfathered in. Yeah. Well, but the shot, shot on the Queen Mary. Yeah, that that part. But anyway, back to deep rising, which I deep rising. Yeah, it's not. I I mean, it's. Oh, really? Oh my gosh! Uh,
0: uh, Yes, (laughs) being a uh, someone who grew up watching and loving Jaws, like anything creature feature based was my kind of thing, especially if it was nautical. And so we have a sea monster that is not actually a squid. It is. Mm -hmm. It is squid like, but it Mm -hmm. is not a. It's not an animal. It is a. Movie monster, and I remember seeing. I think I saw Armageddon in the theater <laughs> right. with my dad, yeah. and I remember uh, <laughs> uh, there was a trailer uh. of this woman like on a cruise ship, and she's like going to the bathroom, and then like something pulls like pulls her through the oh, toilet. That's a
2: freaking great. That's uh, that's <laughs> the
0: fifteen year old. I mean, love it's like, it. What is that? I want to see yeah. it. I want to know. <laughs> um, and so uh, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Man, now I want this to see movie, the movie. Oh, it's it is dumb. It
2: is dumb know as that? hell. But you'll well, love it. Yeah. Why? But by the way, that's actually how the plumbing works in cruise ships. Sure, they have a squid, <laughs> a bunch of squid down there yeah. to just like, It's like, like it's a it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, <laughs> Treat
0: Williams is our is our hero, uh, but we also have uh, Jaiman Honsu and West Studi and okay. um, Anthony uh, Heald. Held. I don't know how you say his name. Um, We could ask. So it's it's it's. uh, I think uh, Fomke Johnson uh, is in it, and and it's just so. It is fully committed, and. Incredibly stupid. Uh, essentially, the monster turns out to be like imagine a giant squid if each of its tentacles had a mouth, uh, so okay. like it can like grab you and then like essentially eat you.
2: So yeah. it doesn't. So like you're without putting it to its yeah. mouth because it ingests exactly. Well, I'm learning about your okay. the xenomorphic <laughs> yeah. qualities, and of course,
0: there's a moment uh, where the characters see like. Part because uh, because the the squid just ins- essentially takes over the entire ship, right? And so uh, they go into a room, and you just see like part of the tentacle. It's not the end of it. It's just kind of it's right. on its way somewhere else. And so and they see something moving, and they cut it open. So like a partially digested guy falls out, and oh, yeah. it's really uh, horrifying. Yeah, so but cool. but I loved it at the time, and uh, and yeah, I
2: that and feed it from that the is buffet. a. What I was just I was just thinking of lying, like how do you you know stop the monster feed it cream puffs? Maybe Are cream puffs bad? No, just you know like like what do you have on a ship? Well, you got lots of food. That's that is I'm true. Just trying to think of I don't like know what like, I would. Is it only eating do. people? Yeah, well, because it's, it's, uh, that's yeah. all it knows. You it, know, it is. Well, that's why I'm just I just want to test. <laughs> Look, I want to survive. Sure. I'm and, in the boat right now. I can't go to the bathroom.
0: Man, all I want to do is watch Deep Rising again. <laughs> I don't think it's... I, if I had to guess, I'd say I would not enjoy it as much now, but no, I certainly enjoyed not. it at the time. Yeah. It
2: was and, surprising.
0: And I think that a lot of its campaign, not not necessarily the trailer, but I think like the the... The uh, like the posters and stuff uh-huh. really tried to play up. Not that it's like Titanic, but it's sort of playing <laughs> right. up the. Oh, the sure, yeah. oh yeah, it's a different kind of Counter cruise rope. disaster. The other uh, boat
1: movie. Um, so let's jump to two thousand two. A banner year for unimaginatively named cruise ship. <laughs> cruise yeah, because yeah. you mentioned boat, boat trip. There's also yeah. ghost shit. ship. Yeah, shit. Go. Oh, ghost ship. <laughs> but neither of which I saw. Ghost boat ship trip. and boat trip. I, get, I mean, I, t- I, obviously the internet existed in 2002, but I can't Im- imagine what kind of a bloodbath would ensue if Boat Trip were released today. Because even at the time, it was, we, we weren't using uh, the word problematic as widely, but it, at the time, Boat Trip was widely panned for being Gay Panic the movie.
2: Yeah, right? I, and I did see it in the movie theater. <laughs> I That was obviously before my uh, I'd ever been... Oh no, I went and saw my grandmother off on a cruise ship. That was uh-huh. my only experience with a cruise ship in my life. Was she also she was accidentally on a gay cruise? No, she was not that accidentally been fun. on a gay cruise, although my, my grandmother probably would have rolled with that. Yeah. Uh,
1: and apparently Cooper Gooding Jr. Horatio Sands.
2: Yeah, it, less able to roll roll with it. it. So, um without looking at any kind of uh plot summary or anything <laughs> like like I just I honestly just remember being like oh and (laughs) and it was Cuba Gooding Jr. making faces and then like somebody jumped in the pool and it it eased out of my head fortunately and I didn't remember that I had seen it Uh until I was going through things going wait didn't I see that movie (laughs) in the early 2000s that was embarrassing yes and I saw Cuba Gooding Jr. at a Like, I don't know how this is L.A. You don't know how, like, sometimes a celebrity shows up and like you're in somebody's apartment and that was Cuba Gooding Jr. And I'm looking at him and all I could think of was this movie. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't say anything that uh, uh, probably for the best. My very
1: early, like within a few weeks, maybe a couple months of moving to Los Angeles, I was at a house party and Erica Christensen was there. That's right. <laughs> that was one of my first big that was my first celebrity sightings uh, in, in in Los Angeles. Wow. Oh, I've uh, had uh, by the way a little preview for
0: September. I've got some good ones.
1: Oh, for the Patreon. Yeah, yeah sign up for the Patreon if heroes oh. try to guess each other. So we've played 20 questions on celebrity sightings. It's a lot oh, of fun. Oh, that's good. that's um, good. It's usually more than 20, but yeah.
2: <laughs> um I I'm so bad at celebrity sightings because a I like I I have a hard time placing people out of context like, like how I remember them like if they're yeah. not on a screen if I see them I think like oh do I know that person I forgot yeah. their name and I forgot how I met them so I'm going to avert my gaze uh, or it's like I, I, I remember them from a party like, like I just can't remember yeah. them. Uh, and then people go you just accidentally bumped into because in my awkwardness I would probably trip on them or yeah. something and then fill in the blank the Probably the most embarrassing one where the celebrity laughed at me. It um, happened kind of recently. Uh, so I'm at work, and uh, I'm, I'm, I think we were taking some people around. It was like lunchtime, and we're on the fake New York Street, right? And uh-huh. we're like, oh, here's fake New York Street. This is one of the oldest parts of the lot, it, except for it burning down once or twice. It's, it looked like this, you know, for 70 years. But you guys didn't lose any Nirvana masters. No, no, not that. (laughs) Nobody keeps those in in in. uh, (laughs) And then, like, literally around the corner, I go the George Clooney Batmobile. (laughs) And like, for some reason, the George Clooney, which you don't see people like of all the Batmobile. First of all, you don't see Batmobiles driving around the the lot very often, unless it's like for some reason. And it was just the one Batmobile of all Batmobiles, George Clooney's Batmobile. Um, And I pull out, my phone because I'm like, it's a wild sighting of the George Clooney Batmobile, and
1: um, you know you weren't actually in New York. It's not that no, wild. No, right. like, <laughs> no the Wonder Brothers lot is yeah. not yeah. that wild. A if if that.
0: you are going to see it, it <laughs> yeah, is the most likely place. Yeah, to you see know, it.
1: you're right. But in
2: <laughs> the moment, you thought you were in New York, <laughs> right? I'm like. you know you just even on I I, had never seen it before or since driving yeah Uh, sure I've seen it like in a display of Batmobiles but I just I just was excited it was lunchtime (laughs) and the George Clooney Batmobile comes towards me and so I pull out my camera and I'm taking a picture and uh, then the guy who's driving it points and laughs at me and he keeps going and now as I'm of course telling the story I'm totally forgetting Who it is that you're going to make fun of? Is it George George Clooney? Clooney? No. (laughs) Just like the most famous basketball player of all time uh, right now. Dikembe Mutombo. What? No. The guy who's doing the new um, uh, Space Jam movie. Uh, LeBron James. Yes, LeBron uh, LeBron was there and laughed at me because I shouted as he went by one of the most famous people in the world, look it's the George Clooney Batmobile <laughs> and everybody's like
0: Dude, that's LeBron I absolutely would have done the same thing. I probably wouldn't have verbalized it, but I don't think I would have recognized him. But you would him.
1: have done the same thing you mean if you had the cloud that LeBron James had, <laughs> you would drive the George Clooney Exa- Batmobile? Well, well that's him? true, yeah you know,
2: He went up in my estimation of all All the Batmobiles he picked. picked. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that's just the one he was driving that hour. I guess you spend the entire day going through the I have no idea. But but I know that you're not supposed to take pictures of celebrities on on the lot. Like that's like a huge no no. And and I got really worried that I had accidentally take taken a picture of LeBron, whose name I just forgot in the heat of that story. Um, And I look back and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't get him at all because I was legitimately taking a picture of the Batmobile. Uh, And then I'm like, ah, good, I can keep this one. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that's the kind of person I am. I can identify the freaking movie that the yeah. weird Batmobile yeah. that nobody can recognize. But LeBron, no, didn't. And how does this get us back to boat trip? Or are we done with boat trip? Oh, we're done with boat trip, but we're going, and then we could go now Ghost Ship uh, by MTV films at mm-hmm. the time. Wow. Uh, it, it, what else did Joe's apartment? Yeah, Jonah Apartment, which is uh, a Warner Archive uh, release ah. uh, Best Busby Berkeley insect sequence of all time Okay, because uh, <laughs> Did you see Naked Lunch? Did, did, does it really do a Busby <laughs> Berkeley number? <laughs> no. No, no. no, yeah, I'm just saying, There's, I only know of that one, and it is the best Sorry, I'm
0: trying
1: to think of other MTV
2: films
0: uh, I mean, Beavis of Head to America, obviously okay. um, Was Dick an MTV film? I don't think so no?
2: I don't know Okay. I, 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 but but I know but go ship. Uh, I'd like to say because I did see it. I saw like a uh, a friend of mine was w- working on like the marketing campaign or something with MTV. Yeah. Like he he and they had a huge event at the Orpheum <laughs> uh, downtown, and he was like, "Do you want to come?" And I'm like. Okay And then I just watched it And I was like I mean the movie is memorable For it's first sequence Like that's It has been referenced In other stuff wonderful sequences But the people are all dead on it So it's not really A cruise ship movie
1: Election Election is is an MTV film
2: Oh Oh, wow That's a good one That's a Yeah that's a great one
0: And
1: of course Dead Man on Campus of course. But I, w- I want to get to actually... Yeah, Ghost Ship, sorry, real quick. I've never seen it. I've only seen the opening yeah. scene on YouTube right. multiple times because that's... Yeah, No, yeah,
2: you know like, that's what everybody loves. Yeah, yeah. the high-tension wire cuts to yeah. the tire. And, yeah. and that is so memorable. And when I saw it in the theater, I was like, this is going to be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they made Final Destination. Uh, yeah, not that's them, true. But, but it's like, like they took that, yeah. and that became kind no. of the Rube Goldberg gag and final destination
0: well and that sequence is parodied so beautifully on uh, South Park many years later oh, where right. uh, butters uh, is in a dance competition and he's actually quite good he's a, he's a little <laughs> tap dancer with his like sparkly yeah. vest and then he accidentally like kicks one of his shoes off and it like hits the, sca- the lighting scaffolding which <laughs> like lets loose a wire and just cuts half of the audience it, yeah. it cuts the audience
2: completely in half and well, uh, I know butters is, is terrified episode. and that how everybody dies yeah um okay so moving on from okay so this one is super obscure and this one i dug up before i went on my cruise because i was i was really looking for uh something that more captured the modern cruise experience and 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 i had to write the name of the title down because i can never remember it it's called Wadu Dem. Uh, and it's a 2009 indie film. Indian,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. There
2: were sequels, weren't there? I don't I think no. I don't think okay. so. Um, and it loosely was based. It's kind of it's it's one of those like indie movie stories that I actually didn't know about it until after after I saw it. But the uh, but but it's it's good to tell it with that. But the uh, one of the filmmakers won. Uh, A cruise to Jamaica from Brooklyn And they were like some Brooklyn filmmakers And uh, his girlfriend didn't want to go And so he invited his filmmaker friend And they were like, wait, let's make a movie While we're on this cruise And How do you spell it? W-A-H-D space D-O space D-E-M Got it And uh, then they bought two more tickets, one for, like, uh, a crew member or camera person and one for the main actor. And the movie is about this kid who wins a a cruise and he's going to take his girlfriend and his girlfriend breaks up with him. And so he winds up going by himself. And uh, he just does not fit into this cruise. And he has, like, (laughs) that lonely feeling sort of that I was describing although his character was much younger than myself but he really captures the sort of alienation of the hmm. cruise experience and then the character What year is it from? 2009 Okay. It's like hard to find because it's a okay. strange name Yeah. And, and the way I always find it is I write cruise ship movie Brooklyn Jamaica Oh, Jamaica. Indie. Okay. Uh, and then it pops up. I see. Uh, and and I, I've actually, I think I found it. Uh, it it's, it streams on uh, Amazon Prime. I think right now for, for free. Um. Uh, but they, they, it's it's like almost like a lost in translation of Cruise movies, but mm-hmm. but it's from a young person's perspective and how alienated alienating it is, and then he kind of picks up. uh uh, the the cruise uh the photographer like one of the photographer uh you know more of a girl like like kind of his age and then he kind of starts partying with the crew and he's like drinking and then when they get to Jamaica they're like we're not you know they didn't have money they weren't going to do any of the excursions no and they and then these like Um, and Jamaica in 2009 and as today, they're actually like warnings, like, you know, some of these cruise ports don't go too far. No. Uh, and this guy's like, I'm going to take you to the best beach. It's going to be, you know, like, like, like almost for free or it was like inexpensive. And, um, and they take him to this beach and then they, and while he's swimming, they steal all of his stuff. And so he just has like his like underpants Mm -hmm. and he manages like by hook or by crook to get back to the cruise port. But just as the cruise ship is pulling away and they're like, yeah, you got to go to Port Kingston. Like it's your next stop. And but I mean, he has nothing. He doesn't have his passport. Mm -hmm. I mean, he literally has nothing. And then it becomes this like picaresque journey of like some little city white kid getting going across. Jamaica to get to Kingston, where he can get to the passport office and get home. Um, it's it it's very you know it's it's not like uh, perfect, but it it's very memorable that uh, because it's like you don't really see uh, uh, something like that or that kind of story that often. It's that it's that thing that you hear about every once in a while where
0: someone who is a filmmaker they have access to a thing. Yeah, it could be a certain type of car or we have access to an abandoned hospital yeah. or whatever
2: it is. And like, okay, what can we do with this loan resource? And they, and they cleverly got two things. Like they hopped off, they arranged to not take a return cruise mm-hmm. and then they shot. Uh, and then I think, uh, another crew member or another actor or somebody came down, flew, flew down there and met them. And then they shot for like two weeks in Jamaica. Hmm. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's like kind of a two-part, almost a disaster story, right? And so, but but half of it is this cruise, and uh, it's, it is the closest uh, cruise movie to almost reality, or at least how somebody who would not like or think they would like cruises would yeah. see it. It's like this alienation. But... Uh, but I, but personally, I also embrace that alienation, you know, like like I, and I, so my, my own relationship. There, but this, but this kind of uh, is such a, a, a turn um, and and a wonderful. Genre discovery, I feel.
1: Uh Tyler, you mentioning someone getting it just getting the shot when they can reminded me yeah. of Paolo uh, Paulo Sorrentino's The Great Beauty, mm-hmm. which does not take place on a cruise ship, but remember six or seven years ago there was that Italian cruise liner that capsized.
2: Right. And yeah. it was right outside yeah. the yeah. Ad, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and he went like and just shot what's the, what's the Tony I can't remember the the actor who was in all those movies, they just went to, like, the location and shot him looking at it because they were like, "Yeah, this is a good it's shot. Great. <laughs> You're going to get a, a capsized
2: cruise ship in, in your movie. And then, um, the, yeah, it, it's a little more like a commercial, uh, but there's a Netflix movie from 2018 called uh, Like Father. Uh, have you, have you either of the guys, you see it? No, see, no. I've uh, I heard about it, and now I can't oh,
0: wait, remember anything
2: about it. Kristen Bell, yes, Kristen Kelsey Grammar, uh, right? Yes. yes. I didn't okay. I didn't see it. And I'm a sucker for uh, direct-to-video romance uh you wouldn't know that about me but i <laughs> i i, lo- I love them somehow i would assume it about you yeah, though i'm a, I, you know but but i get like so genre critical sometimes i'm like no you can't do that subplot. plot right. like i i know my um and this this has uh some things that i like and um it was uh i think written and directed by um Oh, God, who uh, Seth Rogen's uh, Lauren Miller Rogan. Yeah. yeah. Seth Rogen's wife. Oh, Uh, so that's kind of how they got access to celebrities Uh, and and they got access to the cruise ship like there definitely was a deal with the cruise company there because it's a pretty uh, positive portrayal of a cruise, but it has like between this movie, because it's more of a positive uh, cruise, it, it's not a bubbly, the, the movie is not a, a bubbly journey. It's a romantic comedy with, you know, things standing in the way and, the, the, and she has to kind of get over her, her uh, dislike of the cruise. Uh, that's one of the things she has to get over. Um, but between this and the other movie, if you combine these two movies together, I feel it's realistic. But the, the basic premise is uh, Kristen Bell is left at the altar um, and her dad, played by Kelsey Grammer, show, who she hasn't seen in years, shows up at the wedding. And they're both kind of alcoholics. And they drink and they drink and they drink. And they wake up in the honeymoon suite together on the cruise ship. Like, somehow they forgot that she was like, just come on the cruise with this me. This was supposed to be her honeymoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her honeymoon. But instead, it's with her estranged father. And they're like, I love that premise. That's once great. we yeah. get to Jamaica... It's another Jamaica itinerary. Because it takes a while, by the way, to get to Jamaica. In this movie, they make it seem... Like, in the other movie, it looked like it took, like, two, three... I think it takes, like, three, four days. Uh, in this movie, it, it seemed to take longer. I don't know. But uh, once we get to Jamaica, we're, we're gonna part. I, I, I you know, because it's, uh, it's a romantic comedy, even though it's got the dad, but then there are other romantic partners, obviously. Mm. And there's karaoke, which is... Um, <laughs> Accurately portrayed <laughs> Oh,
1: see, now we have to have you back for karaoke movies or movies with, with memorable karaoke scenes sure. in them. I, I we'll go deeper than my best friend's wedding in Lost in Translation. We'll go to Five Hundred Days of Summer has a good one. It does, but we don't oh. want to burn
0: it. We don't want to burn it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, ca- karaoke is um, it's 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 an it's an it's an art form. Mm-hmm. It, it really is an art form, and uh, I have my own uh personal uh style of it and the way and i know i know the karaoke that i like and what i feel karaoke is best at is uh inflicting yourself on an unwilling audience <laughs> i have a
0: a karaoke story from when i was in south korea um our friend uh, colin marshall lives there and so uh when we were there uh he just kind of took us of a uh, took us Sort of on a mini tour of, of Seoul And we ducked into this bar that it, it, I mean it's honestly it just looked like a living room like it just uh-huh. but it, there were all these like sort of side rooms right. where you could but those weren't karaoke rooms oh really um, there were just side rooms where hang out uh, yeah so like we saw right. these people that were clearly from like a company and it was after work and they were all drinking right. in that right. side room but the place also had karaoke uh, in the main room and so I sang as I always do The Gambler by Kenny Rogers yeah. oh, and you, you, have, you have your other girls to I have a few now Which but is that is of London. worlds London is one that's of them a, that's yeah that's a good one um, <laughs> I've I, there. There are movies. There, there are songs that I've been sort of practicing in my car that I feel Ooh, like wow. are within my Range. wheelhouse. Get so a karaoke. I know All the practice is going away. Yeah, Jim Croce, here we come. <laughs> um Le- Leroy Brown, that's the one. Yeah, uh, and then okay. there's the other one, which is also about a tough guy's come up, and uh, yeah. it's a weird <laughs> subgenre of Jim Croce. But um, <laughs> so uh, so I started singing "The Gambler" and. Right this group of like six people yeah left the room yes gathered around me yeah and we're all s- and started yeah. singing it with me yeah. one had like i think he had his hand on my shoulder and yeah. they're just oh, like I it. it was bonded. great i have i have video of it somewhere beautiful. Uh, and it's it was a really nice uh you wouldn't think that kenny rogers would make it across the no, the pacific that, yeah. ocean but uh, but he sure did
1: all right well we got we got to wrap up oh. uh, a couple things that didn't get mentioned uh, I've never seen it, but I'm
2: surprised. Going overboard didn't get mentioned. The uh, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, 19- I, I erased. I think I erased that from my uh, list because I felt Jack and Jill covered. Okay, Adam Sandler. Okay, okay. Uh, clearly he's got a thing. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't. Know. Um, I know that we didn't mention Chipwrecked. I never saw Chipwrecked. That would be the Alvin and the Chipmunks 2011, uh, yes, that's right. and also from 2011, Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation. Or no, that's from uh, more 2018. Recent. Yeah, yeah that's it, a, that is also a cruise movie, but animated.
1: But when we were talking about TV shows, Love Boat, this uh, right. French Atlantic uh, affair, French Atlantic Fair. we did not talk about... <laughs> The early 2000s dating reality show Shipmates. That's hosted by Chris I
2: forgot about
1: that. That was uh, David oh and I. Oh my God! We,
0: there was a, there was a period when you and I watched like all of those. We watched.
1: So there's
2: Blind Date. Blind Date. Which is kind of so like I, the, I know people who worked on Blind
1: Date. <laughs> um, there was Shipmates.
2: Mm-hmm. There was oh God, shipmates. The Fifth Wheel. Fifth Wheel. Fifth it was Wheel. Made by the same people who yeah. made Blind Date in the same okay. offices.
1: And there was one was with Greg Proops. I don't
0: uh, that one I don't actually remember I remember we watched a lot of street smarts oh okay. Uh, okay but that's not a dating uh, show uh, oh no not a dating show no but we did uh, watch no, a lot it's of also that
1: eliminate. a limited we did what they, yes oh, that's yeah. right. The one with Greg Proops why why is it? why has this
0: genre been left behind I know. because it was because I like, think they completed it I, I think th- it's it uh, like it's like limitless done. entertainment I think uh, everything just got fil- just got funneled into The Bachelor. Been, I think yeah, that's Versus. what everyone... Versus sounds right to me, but... I it, thought Versus uh, was, like, two groups. Those, yeah, oh, those are two different like, groups, but yeah, it wasn't, it was, like, a dating show.
1: That they had, like, Greg Poops was a comedian, and there was, like, a relationship expert, and it was, like, oh. it, the premise was it was, like, a... Play by play and color man, sport okay. commentator. But and, for a date, and, yeah, and, Gre- and Greg Poops oh, like had like that. the John Madden like, oh, pen, like oh, pause wow. and like, like say they, like focus I don't remember that that but, was not versus
0: like versus a different thing, but I feel like you're pitching a show to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> from, <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe I just dreamed this. And I should keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the? How did shipwreck work? Because like I don't remember the how. Yeah, yeah. I think they just sent people on like a. I, it was like a shortest? it was like a blind date, but they went on yeah. like because you can do a three day cruise. Yeah, yeah. It must have been a three day and cruise. And it wasn't and get like, like a, a half hour show, out of it. That seems like a well, no, blind weird date ratio. Takes like Yeah. Well probably for like one episode. Ah. Blind date, I think they did did they do two or three yeah, they did three per half hour, like seven minutes each, I think. Um
1: sorry. I don't know. All I know is the Greg Proof's one was called Rendezvous.
0: That's right. Okay, now I remember.
1: I don't think I ever saw that.
0: Anyway, but yeah, yeah. Shipmates uh, was... I remember I I was working at Blockbuster in Studio City, and was it Frank Nicotero who hosted Street Smarts? Yeah, that's right. So (laughs) he he rented at my Blockbuster, and I said, Uh, hey, I just want to let you know that... uh, Y- you know you helped my roommate and I get through college uh, as we were watching Street Smarts he goes hey alright and uh, he was very nice about it
2: well okay oh, wait, wait. there was one last because and this one is actually um what an important cruise uh, milestone um because uh there was a one simpsons episode uh in 2012 called a totally fun thing that Bart yes. will never do again that's a good episode which is relating to the um david, david foster. foster wallace yeah. thing mm-hmm. a totally fun thing i'll, I'll never do a supposedly fun a supposedly thing. fun thing i'll never do again which is all about his 90s uh cruise which really actually influenced how people with ironic detachment would uh, go on a cruise. Um, But I felt that personally I had taken that one step further because I have done it multiple times Uh and maintained my ironic distance. (laughs) Uh, All right. So
1: thank you for for joining us. Matt, we'll have you back for karaoke movies and for other things, I'm (laughs) sure. Um, uh, This really should be a series. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you can find- and Not unlike when Mike Schmidt was here and he and I talked about wrestling, we got to have, and you just kind of sat out the conversation. <laughs> we got to have Matt back on. We're going to talk about 90s video games and computer games, oh, and oh, it'll be so much fun. You could do that without me. I mean, that's I could, true. So I'm yeah. gone.
2: I, I um, would like if you just I mean, said, dead. That sounds boring. <laughs> Why did you waste your life with that? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's like the voice that my dad would
1: say. Sure. Alright, so uh, you can find us at com. you can email us at David at com or Tyler at com. Uh, this week uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter at David Pretension. by the way, this week on the website we've got uh, Shout uh, Factory Hammer Blu ray reviews galore because yeah. I uh, reviewed The Reptile and West reviewed Quatermass 2 and Alex reviewed Quatermass in the Pit and Lust for a Vampire. So we've got all these uh, Hammer reviews um, up there. And then also, as far as new movies this week, you reviewed Blinded by the Light, by the Light. I reviewed Aquarella and Good Boys. Um, that's all available at Battleshiprettention.com as is the Patreon. Tyler, you're on Twitter at Tyler mm-hmm. Anything to plug? Uh,
0: not, uh, not right now, no, but there's uh, some stuff coming up.
2: Matt, where can people find you on the internet at MR Matt Patterson. Mr. Matt Patterson on all the internets. You should change it to a vacation. I agree. Vacation Matt. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's already taken, but that, that, that is easier to say than Mr. Matt Patterson using MR. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> I yeah,
1: the, I always say, cause mine is Davy pretension and I never say it's with an E Y cause you can also spell Davey, just right.
2: Davy just D A V Y. Oh, I, just, yeah. I, I just assume people will figure it out. I, I used to publicize a website that um, had a tilde in it, like the uh-huh. like punctuation yeah. mark, mm-hmm. which was impossible to say like on audio. I'd be like, and tilde, <laughs> ooh. and people would be like, what's tilde? And I'm like, Ugh, I got to go mm-hmm. buy a dot .com.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you for being here, Matt. Thank you. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.